contains explicit language and content that is not suitable for children. Go clean your fucking room. What's up, Failure Nation? You're listening to Failures and Fakes Radio. This is episode 31, being recorded on a day that I think it's the 9th of July. That's the truth. That's what time and day it is. I'm your host and your radical dadical, Cooper Nichols, and I am joined by Kyle Schultz. They call me the RuneScape player. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also joined by TJ Nichols. And also... As well, joined by Parker Schultz. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. (laughs) I've been wanting to be on this show forever. (laughs) No one was expecting at all. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing? It's almost like a YouTuber who's like finally on Ellen and like, oh my god, I'm been here. I'm in front of Ellen. I don't know what to do with me though. (laughs) I'm on TV. <laughs> so, do you want to continue, or are we gonna? Take, that's it. Thanks for joining us yeah. on that's this episode that. of Fairs and Fakes. Thank you. No, uh, that so the bumper music just played. I know you guys didn't. Oh, I didn't hear it. Like, yeah, us here didn't hear it, but like, I heard. You heard? I heard. I heard. I heard it. I will hear it I, in the future when I insert it. I brave heart. I brave heart. Um, we are here today because a couple weeks ago I had the honor, privilege, joyous opportunity. But was it though? Was it really honorous, and joyous, and privilege? So I got to hang out with the boys and with Dawson while they wrote their new song, which was a. Uh, uh, I mean, just being in the presence of us all the time it should be a present. Your a presence, privilege, a present. A present. Um, it's a present. Okay, to be in our presence. <laughs> just let me get through this. Sorry. Okay, so I went over to the Schultz family studio household of studios <laughs> and had a Mountain Dew with Parker. Uh-huh. And I didn't get one because you stole the last one. But Parker offered it to me because he didn't want you to have one. So it's fine. I watched Kyle take approximately 15 minutes to try to back his truck up into the uh, <laughs> driveway and then just parked on the street anyway. It did take a while. I don't uh, know why that one took so long. TJ and I went upstairs and Parker and Kyle were fucking or something. <laughs> so TJ and I talked about how shitty work is for like 30 minutes. And then I went home. That was it. And then I came back and I was like, you guys, let's do this for real this time. So, um... The the songwriting process, I don't know if if yours is a typical songwriting process, but it's a lot it's a lot more just like fuckery than I ever thought. Like I've written some bullshit. Like I I've downloaded like I have the FL Studio mobile app. I like have fucked around in Reaper and stuff. And every time I do it, it's like I know I'm not writing anything good. I'm just putting random shit in there. But apparently that's what everybody does. Kind of. It's weird how that that's how, what we does. How that like that random shit idea, especially when you have more of a group of people that can really criticize and and like direct the process isn't like a terrible process. Cuz you would think it's kind of like whoa. Well, Wait, you're so going to kind of play some okay, shit and So then expectations versus happen? reality, like what was it? Um 
I my expectation was that I don't know. My expectations were pretty like structured. You can say low. No, (laughs) (laughs) mine always are. But my vision of like a band writing in a in a studio setting of like here we are. We're like we're doing this. This is all we're doing right now. Like doing it seriously was like everybody's like gathered around. Everybody's like talking, giving input and stuff. And mostly it's Dawson throwing a very large pot of spaghetti at the wall. TJ being the manager and editor. Kyle getting really excited to play keyboard. And Parker (laughs) just throwing shit around, trying to bounce his water (laughs) bottle. So I guess it's kind of what I expected now that I think about it. But it's just Just a bunch of people in a room... So talking. yeah, because so when Dawson starts talking about what he's doing, he's like, "Oh, I just recorded this, and it's like a little lick that he did. It's a little, it's just a little, and um, <laughs> there's like a there's a a sense of what the fuck is going on for me of like, is this really how this works? Like you literally just track the most random shit and then try to squeeze it in somewhere, and apparently." Sorry, I'm running through (laughs) so loud. Apparently, that's how you do it, which I found shocking. I guess, like i I know that like that's the art of it is just like making a bunch of puzzle pieces and trying to fit them together and like build on them. But I didn't realize it was so like lackadaisical in in the terms of like literally just recording something and just let's see if it works. Because you guys, yeah. I think Dawson probably wrote like 20 things while we were there and kept like two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So, and that's, that's like the nice part about having it all set up is he can record 20 things in 20 minutes. So it's like, it's, it's not like a, like a giant waste of time, especially when you're just doing it to get the structure of a song. But Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know how many bands are, um, able to to proactively like plan a song out in their head and and just like know what the next part is i don't know how i don't know how many bands have that much um foresight <laughs> yeah because we're not the type of people that like think of oh this is what i want this to be it's more what happens yeah, yeah. we're just searching for answers and that's what that process is it's just like what can be here and then a lot of times we find something that works. And then when you sit and like you step back and you like listen to it for a week, you're like, what, what are we going to do now? Like that's, that's could be better. So like, how are we going to change that to make it better? So the, like having a week between each writing session has really been nice to like go mm-hmm. back and be like, this could be better. This is like have it be a, good, fresh. a good breathing point to like, what are we doing now? on this song and what could we have made better so i don't know the frustrating part about that is every time i hear it i hear mistakes in the song like either it's timing wise or something and i never i never remember to be like okay these are the things that i want to change because it sounds so different in my headphones or in my car than it does on dawson's monitors yeah so i never remember like oh that's what i wanted different or like oh this sounds really fucking weird uh, yeah. d- during lockdown, I I downloaded the FL Studio, the Fruity Loops, sorry Parker, mobile app, and like j- I would just sit on the couch and like watch The Office and just like play with different synth patches and shit. But there was a day that I spent like twelve hours doing that, and like it 
was just fucked. Like, it just fucked my head. So mm-hmm. I can see how it's, like, I don't think most bands are afforded the opportunity of, like, let's take a week between each session to, like, oh, yeah, no. withdraw from it mentally and, and be able to go back into it clear-headed again. Because that is something that I had never really thought about was, like, that level of immersing yourself into just, like, a 30-second or one-minute loop of something. Like, it, you can't really listen to it anymore. Like, you, mm-hmm. your brain literally loses the capacity to pay attention to what it's hearing because... Yeah, it's like it's like listening to the same word over and over and over again. Yeah. And you're just like, but it's the same, 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 same. It's just exactly. It's just noise. Yeah, it loses definition and clarity. Like, you can't actually process what's going on because you're... I don't know if, like, that's how your brain, like, writes memory of like it's it's stored now so it's not actually paying attention yeah to it's it. like it's like habit yeah. it's like you're listening to something that's habitual or something not quite the same way but but it's like it becomes white noise yeah. like you just yeah. it's like your brain like tells yourself like you're not hearing this anymore because i think otherwise you would go a little crazy because you do go crazy writing music because you're listening to the same fucking thing over and over and over and it doesn't feel like it's going to end and then like you'll just have one moment of oh that's what i need to do yeah it's funny. It's funny how when I tell people that I'm in a band sometimes and then they're like, oh, you have any of your music? And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't have it on my phone. No, I don't want to listen to that shit. No. Nope. They're like, what? Really? Why? And they don't understand that I have listened to my music more than besides the band. I have listened to our my music. I have listened to our music more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, Technically not. Dawson's listened to our music more than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, but all of us have, have just spent hours listening to the same freaking shit over and over again. So I don't really care to listen to it because I know it inside and out. Yeah. But like while we're doing the commentaries, you guys will like remember stuff that you had forgotten about. That's true. But we don't listen to those records. That's what Kyle's saying is like when we're doing the commentary thing, it's we haven't heard these songs in forever. So we do forget things, I guess, but there's no desire to go back and yeah, relive that yeah. very often because it's, it's not just a song that you like. It's like a, it's like a big part of your life that was not that great for a long time because writing music sucks. So, but sometimes when like listening, I don't, but like when we're doing the commentary stuff, I remember like the moments like coming up with certain parts and I'm like, yeah. Oh Yeah. But like, you know, like you wouldn't think of it normally, but once it's once you're in that mindset, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it pops in your brain. I think the most interesting thing about songwriting that I've learned is you're seeking answers to something, but you never like you never can like make something work. Like every time you try to like put something in there that you know what I'm saying, like you're like oh, trying to force something. I to I have happen. that issue with. There is one song, like a song I have that I've been working on. I don't know if you want to say that, that I've been have on the piano that I, that I made. I I think it's a really cool song. And then there's like this part at the end of what I've written so far. That is like, in my mind, one of the coolest piano parts I've made for a song. And then I don't know what to go to next. Mm -hmm. Nothing seems right. And it's been that way for years and years. I really like the song. I don't know what to do with it. I want to like give the MIDI to Dawson and be like, can you figure something out? Yeah. But then I'm going to probably be disappointed where it goes like for a while. Yeah. Because you're always are. It's never what you think it should be. 
when something happens to it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because you, it's like when you're writing something, it's never what you expect it to be. Like you have like intentions going in like, oh, based off of like one guitar riff or something, you have like expectations of what it's, what's going to happen. And then the end result is like a complete different and the the general vibe of the whole song can change. Yeah, and it's it's like it's almost disappointing sometimes. Yeah, how that happens. And I know when we do our uh, when we do our commentary of handmade, there's going to be some songs in there that it's going to that's going to be the realization where it's like when we started doing the song. I think Survivor yeah. and Prisoner, both of those songs, we were really excited about them when we started writing them, and then it was like when we got done with them and then we like listened to them back, we're just like, this is not what we thought it was. Yeah. It was such a strange, it was like, we don't like the song anymore. It was yeah. so cool for so long and now it sucks. Yeah. I think those are the product of like just making it happen. Like survivor and prisoner, especially our songs that were forced, you know, yeah. like we were like the deadline was like two weeks prior to when the, like, you know, like we were way behind schedule and we're just like, get this out. Like we just, these songs just need to be done. And yeah, they're, I mean, they're okay songs. I'm sure a lot of people like them, but I like them. it's not what like we envisioned for the, the, for the songs. Yeah. Like I think, um, saloon is a good example of something that like found us because yeah. it started out with the, I don't know where I'm going, but I don't know where I've been or whatever he says. It started out with that. And then it, completely changed into something like the ragtime thing like that's not yeah. what the intention was for the song i don't know it's like a lightsaber or a wand it chooses yeah, it you chooses you i think yeah i think there's something to be said about like the i think any artistic process any creative process nothing ever ends up like you think it will i think a lot of people have this idea especially with like i guess modern music like you could just make a song on a laptop whatever you're not a real musician like that's not that's not really the process for anybody nobody like thinks exactly like nobody thinks of a three-minute song and then is able to like track it and then just just do all of it exactly how they thought they wanted it to be like it never it never ends up like that it's like cooking like you you can have a certain thing that you want when you're cooking and you can get pretty close but it's never going to be exactly what you are looking for which to me is like the cool part of doing art. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are think that like product, music production and engineering has become so clinical that it's just like, pu- like pumping out songs without any like creative license or without any different directions in the process. I don't know if anybody actually has that experience. I mean, there's plenty of, in my opinion, pop songs that are very cookie cutter in a lot of ways. And I could see it being kind of like that, where it's just like, oh, this is easy. We're just going to put verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and and we'll tweak some vocal stuff around to make it sound a little interesting. Kind of, maybe not quite that. But like, think of simple. But if you if you have like a specific synth sound that you want in your head, like you're never going to be able to get exactly what you want. Oh no! Like (laughs) never. Like that shit is is. The furthest thing from an exact sign. You try like 4,000 different options until you find but one then that you've... you're like okay with, and then you fall in love with it. Yeah. Maybe. But, but yeah. that that defines or, what the song is. Or you find a sound that's even better. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I don't think a lot of people see that. I'm sure that applies to film. I'm sure that applies to literally every 
creative form. Um, I had some other notes that I wanted to talk about. So Kyle, you were really excited about, I don't even know what the fuck you were talking about because you're a music scientist. You're like a mad. Is that, is that the word for it? I like, I like that expression of a music scientist. So I noticed that everybody's personality, like everybody was like hyper serious and just like hyper focused. Just like, let's just do this. Let's just write this song. That's all we're thinking about and doing. Except for Parker. Except for Parker. (laughs) You don't know what's going on in his heads. That's true. (laughs) He may be serious and focusing, but it sure does not show. So <laughs> despite that, every, it's not just like you guys don't like become robots. Everybody keeps their personality. One thing that Kyle does that I notice him doing is like you are dedicated to proving your point. Like you, you will. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I am. That's, you will that's walk, a good point. You yeah. will walk to the ends of the earth to like demonstrate what you're saying, which I think I appreciate. There was some like it was like a G7 minor quadrant chord or some shit. Some like weird dissonant shit you heard. Oh, oh no, yeah! It was, it was it's it, so it sounds like for whatever reason the the overtones of the of the fake bass <laughs> in the there we song <laughs> it sounds like there's a major third playing during the breakdown, which is I like totally know what that is. which is not which is not what you expect to sound good because breakdowns aren't happy. It's either like just the root or it's the root in a five. Maybe you'd put the minor third in, but it would sound kind of dumb. But there's this major third like overtone in there from the bass. And it sounds so freaking cool. And then when you try to actually put that note in there, it sounds like ass. Yeah. It just sounds wrong. It's so cool, though. I love that. It's, I think it's like f- specifically for that, I think it's like the fuzz of the bass and like where it's sitting in the mix that really like, like that you, you tap into that. Something. You know? It's like, just that overtone is so prominent. I don't know. Yeah. Why. It's interesting, but it like if it wasn't there, it would change the whole vibe of the song. Like, it's not something that you would be like, like someone like me or Parker or Cooper would be like, "Ooh, we noticed the the third or whatever the fuck you're saying." It just sounds cool. Yeah, you. But if it wasn't there, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So I that, don't. Like, I don't know if it would. Like you said, most people wouldn't notice it, and I don't know if it would actually. Like, if you took out that overtone somehow, I don't think it would really. It would just make it sound less. Like it kind of sounds like there might be a harmony in the, in but it the, would change like the vibe of it. Like, you know, those songs that you listen to that there's like something that you've listened to a hundred times and then you hear like one specific thing that you never really noticed before. And you're like, if that wasn't there, this would change the song entirely. Oh, like Parker's, uh, um, on stressed out, the, the, like that, oh, like, yeah. that like that weird, like percussion kind of thing. Yeah, that's like, like at the very beginning James of the song. Chainsmokers does that a lot, where you like it. There's like something in there that you don't notice for a really long time, and you're like, "Oh shit!" If that wasn't there, like you didn't notice it, but if it wasn't there, it would feel like a completely different vibe. It's like those, like it's like a textural element, yeah, that makes it deeper than just like a song because there's. Uh, <clears throat> that's why details are so important in yeah. music. I don't know if it's like ASMR or what, but that's what I get out of those sounds a lot of the time when it's like a little weird but it stands out in a really good way it's a sensory experience like you literally feel like your body has a physical response to it so it's not just like a flat response to whatever generic pop song that could change your entire like thought like your whether you like a song or not like that just that like feeling that you get from like a record um or or like feel like you've you've found something that's like hidden in a song even yeah i i like that song because i i know the secret yeah 
even it's like it's like your it's like your claim to or like parker and i sometimes will hear songs and we're like oh we know what sample that is <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's funny oh shit or you like, listen to mid 2000s you rock use that you know all the symbols because they're all zildjian a's yeah fucking hate that shit but like most people wouldn't notice but like yeah. it gives it that like commercial feeling to it that would be missing if it was a different sound yeah it totally totally influences and i think everybody experiences that whether they realize it or not like mm-hmm. everybody that listens like angela showed me a breaking benjamin song song Ugh. and i was like i can't Ugh. i can't handle this because <laughs> these symbols yeah i don't love them but Ugh. whatever so i i think that everybody has that experience like mm-hmm. you associate that the sound of those symbols whether you recognize what they are or not with that specific style of music and I think that's why like vocalists are so important and integral to like a band. Mm-hmm. Like you can't swap out a vocalist because yeah. like the, if they're singing through their nose a little bit more, or if like they're like the way they're pronouncing words is like different, like that stands out so much that without it, it wouldn't, the song wouldn't hit you as hard. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it fucks with the, the whole thing. Um, there was also TJ. I was really disappointed in you at one point. Why? Because Kyle was writing his little keyboard part, doing his weird little finger. He was tickling. He was fingering the keys. He was tickling go. the buttons, and um, Dawson or somebody said the soft part could go longer, and you didn't even say a dick joke. I don't always. Sometimes I just give a look, and if you don't notice it, that's your. You would, if you would notice it, you would have given me a look, though. There was no. Mm, I don't know. There was no look. Sometimes I do give a look, and nobody notices. So I'm like, you're lost. So you're like Jim, yeah, staring at the camera, really with like I'm pleased with myself for thinking it, but you don't get the joy of experiencing it. (laughs) We we used to be terrible. That's another thing that used to be that that uh well if we are terrible now when we're writing it's way better than it used to we we do crack jokes and we do make funnies but i think we're way more like we're here to do a job let's not just like like play around and mess around and not focus and then when yeah. dawson goes like on his freaking cory wong tangents i'm just like dawson let's focus we're here to do something i don't know like things like that break up the monotony like when we were writing Handmaiden, we would watch that 70s show, like just 10 minutes of an episode. And I, I mean, I don't give a fuck about that 70s show, but it like broke up the, we've been listening to the same 20 seconds of this goddamn song for the last four hours. But it's, this is completely different for us. Like we've never written weekly, like once a week yeah. for four to five hours. Like this has never happened before. It's definitely by far the best writing experience I've ever had. For sure. Way, way better. I'm having so much fun. You go there and you're like, you throw out all your creative creativity, like in that four or five hours and you're, you're focused and you're trying to think of what happens. And then you can like internalize that for the next week. And it's, and this is the most not exhausting collaborative, like without like stepping on each other's toes. I feel like that we've been like you and Dawson haven't been like, bickering about things it's more like what is your idea let's try that oh it didn't work who else has an idea or yeah. wait there's some, let's grab something from this project and just move it over and see if this works like it's so much more collaborative because it used to be extremely divisive in our ideas instead of like 
we we all know we're there for the song. Like that's the point of us being there. It's not to get our idea out. It's to make the song better. Yeah. So to get, I guess to get into like some inside baseball type stuff, because there's still some questions that I have. Like, I love are, baseball. Give me a hot dog. Um. <laughs> so you, TJ, when you guys were writing, I asked you how far you guys <laughs> were into the process. And you that said, made you laugh. <laughs> you said you guys were like half done with the song. Yeah. So like if, I, so what I what I saw, and I don't know if this is like t- I know I haven't seen like a lot other of the other processes like this is just like writing a specific you guys were doing like a bridge segment to your weird heavy gospely sounding thing um i guess gospel is a gospel is a word false advertising and you guys ended up moving a lot of the parts around and like like changing the entire structure yeah does that happen like is that happening throughout the entire writing process where you're just like let's move this verse here initially yes initially there's a lot of stuff like that where like we the week before i think um or maybe it was two weeks before we had done this whole like intro to the song and it was kind of like the like the the ahs and the ums and then during the like the chorus where dawson's doing his thing yeah like that was where that kind of whole thing came from um, but we didn't keep any of that intro, really. Like, none of it. The only thing we kept was the was the vocals. Yeah, yeah. We kept like two seconds of it, but then it like, but it wasn't the like the part that was supposed to lead into the part. I don't know. I I love that. Like I like spending four hours on one thing that you like potentially could just get tossed away. Yeah. But just the like just getting out the ideas and then thinking like I mean we use so many of those parts. In the song. Yeah. Like we've put all those little bits in the song. And same with like the, when you were there with the, the guitar lead that we were all like trying to build up. Yeah. Like that's part of the song now in a different part as well. Like that. I, I don't know. I love that. Just finding like little bits that you can just add to like lead one thing to another and just like give a little taste of something that's yeah. going to come later. Like, I love that stuff. That's like the most interesting part of songwriting to me is the little details. I feel like we're doing that and we're having that in our heads a lot more now than we ever have where we're like trying to actually make these songs or this song, a cohesive song that makes sense all the way through. It's not just a bunch of parts strung together. So, but that comes from like maturity and listening to so many like amazing pop songs. Like the first time I realized that, Gosh, it was probably an Ellie, Ellie Golding song. Like the first time I realized that you can use one thing at one part of the song and then put it in another part. Like the first time you hear it, it's not really important. But the second yeah. time you hear it, you're like, oh, like this feels familiar. And the reason it feels familiar is because you've already heard it, but not in the same way. Like that cohesive idea of songwriting, of like building up to something yeah but like not having giving like a you the full thing yet yeah like that's i love that stuff those are my favorite songs and yeah you i i don't think you guys had ever really done that before in previous songs not that i've noticed at least but here you guys are like actively looking for ways to implement like a core part of the song structure outside of just the chorus like something that you can that people will like hear for the first time for two seconds 
and be like, oh, that was cool. Now on to the next part. But when it comes back, it totally influences your your experience of the song. Like it, yeah. I think it really like deepens your connection with the song because you're like, it pulls you into it more. Like you're just paying more attention to it. You can't not. You can't ignore that. Okay, so I think we should have prefaced with this. A lot of our listeners, whether you guys believe it or not, do not know anything about songwriting. Do not know anything about the process of any of this shit. So I don't know what like the layman's expectation for songwriting is. Like I don't know if the average person expects that you just all go into a room and like Parker's sitting in his drum kit and TJ, you you like you're sitting with your bass, Kyle's standing there with a microphone. Like that's not this is not how that works, right? It's not, like not uh, for us. I have a I have a I have a decent analogy for <laughs> this is also gonna be kind of No, it's not. So if you're if you're someone who does video or you know someone who does video, let's let's use that and let's use that instead. So you're just some guy that listens to our show and you know someone who does videography for a living or they have a camera and they like to, you know, shoot amateur videos and maybe they're not that great at it, but I whatever. Love amateur videos. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fine. Anyway, how many like maybe not now in your life, but how many times have you been like, Oh, you know it'd be such a cool idea? If like you were to like take a shit on the toilet, then I was to come and be like, you don't have toilet paper. Not obviously that idea, but just like like really dumb ideas, and you're like, oh, that'd be so funny and and stupid, and it's actually just stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what songwriting normally is when you first start. Doing it. <laughs> it's like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if we like threw Mary had a little lamb in our song, which we did when we were like in seventh grade. I remember that talent show. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like if if anybody has has used TikTok, it's like the same process. Or like if you're if you're like forty years old, if you used Vine, like it's it's having an idea and thinking it's going to be like the best thing, the funniest thing. But then in practice, once you actually see the product, it's just like shit. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. And I don't know if when you get better at songwriting, it's you don't entertain the dumb ideas anymore, or your ideas aren't dumb anymore. Um, I think it's both actually, but you, you, you get, you get to the point where you can criticize yourself so much and so well that you're not putting out shit. I think that's a, that's like a common delineation between like all good artists, whether you're like a a comedian or a songwriter or a painter, like 90% of what you do at any point, like no matter where your physical skill lies, like how, like the, the, how, how crazy this shit you can do or like how developed your skills are. 90% 90% of what you're doing is still shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a good comic throws away a massive majority of his jokes because a lot of the time they just don't work. Your ideas very rarely come to like a point where it's actually worth working on them, where it's worth putting in the time and the effort and then like not making a good product from it. And so being able to recognize that is massively important, right? Yeah. I think that applies to everybody. Yeah. Like I guess I guess professionally. Probably, that's what that's yeah. that's the leap you have to make professionally. It's like you know that most of the stuff you come up with isn't good, so you have to be critical of yourself in order to get rid of it. Yeah. And then a lot of local bands are just like, just throw it in and it'll be fucking awesome. And a lot of prog bands. Yeah, but sometimes that's fun. Oh, it's yeah. super fun. Like I But it's not fun for anyone else who has to listen to it most times. But I don't know. Like I hear songs sometimes and I'm like, that's really fucking funny. I don't know if they intended it to be funny, but that's hilarious. Yeah. And 
like I find enjoyment out of that, just like I like watching bad movies. Like, like somebody tried to do something very seriously, and you watch it from a totally different perspective because <laughs> you weren't involved in it. And like, I mean, even writing this song, like we have a part in it that I think is fucking hilarious. That people might think that it's supposed to be serious. When I, I wanted it in there because I think it's funny. What part? The beginning. Oh. Yeah, like that's so fucking funny to me. But people might be like. Oh man, that's so stupid. That's like so eighties butt rock. Like, were you trying to be queen? But no, it's I. I thought it was funny. Yeah, like it's, it, it's like it it's made me so laugh. butt rock, and it's like what? And it just yeah, it's it's weird how that yeah. So let's let's um. So dumb ideas can still be viable. I think very it's rarely the way that you do it. Like when you're younger and you're just starting to what with whatever creativity that you're doing. Like you're not confident in what you're doing. So you're not going to sell it as well. Yeah. But once you get to a point where you're confident in your abilities, like we're so much more confident as like humans and as songwriters at this point in our lives. Like I feel very confident in who I am. So like, it's easier for me to say, I think that's fucking funny. So let's fucking do that. And like, I'm not afraid of, I don't care if people don't get the joke. Like I get the joke. And if you get it, join in the fun. And if you don't like, who cares it also doesn't sound bad so yeah exactly yeah and that's the way like it's the way that you're expressing it changes i think as you become a better artist yeah i think that i think that can apply to anything i think that's generally good advice though like critique the shit out of what you're doing and like always be a perfectionist never like settle for just okay like absolutely but also if you think something's fun or fun like I, I listen to music a lot of time because I want to have fun, whether it's like, I want to be depressed right now. So I'm going to put this song on, or like, I really want to feel enraged about something. So I'm going to listen to this. Like yeah. you listen to music for so many different intentions. Just join the ride and have fun. Um, for, for like, I haven't experienced that on a songwriting level. I've, I've worked on like six or seven different songs where they're like 30 second clips of like something like I would spend a few hours doing something and just keep like one cool part that I thought I did like oh this chord sounds really neat and I like the way that these synths work together or whatever like that's all I have but like from doing and I'm not a comedian but like from doing dramatical error like we which is a podcast you should listen to uh so we will dramatical error podcast we will like watch an episode of a reality show which is like just bountiful pastures of of like joke opportunities. Mm-hmm. And like I know I'm not the funniest and I know I don't write the best jokes, but I will literally spend half my like half of my notes are just jokes that I'm writing. And then when we're done watching the show, I go back and I delete almost every joke. So for each episode of that podcast that we do, I actually plan out like one or two jokes. And for each episode we record one sometimes gets into the podcast. But it's like developing, it's developing that like sense. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because like we, it's a podcast. So we're talking anyway. Like that's, that's just a human thing to do. But if you're like planning some of it and like kind of doing like a scripted joke, which like I never tell Angela and TJ that I'm writing this joke, I'll just say it in the moment. But that is, that's like some of my funniest shit that I've said. I've planned out before. But if I made every joke that I initially thought of, Mm hmm. Those episodes would be two hours long, and they would be so fucking unfunny. Yeah. Like, it would just be joke after joke where, like, maybe you guys would chuckle for me. And they're just, like, kind of not funny. <laughs> just, like, just like me. So, I, I have a great example of that. 
This guy that I work with, he is... He came all over your face? He did. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's the first thing Parker said in like 10 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> thanks thanks for joining us, Parker. Quality over quantity. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Parker's like the perfect representation of that. I, there, you know, just some jokes, you just, you just can't, you can't, they're just too good. So... He, we were talking, I, you know, we like drive in pairs to Cheney cause it's like an hour or 45 minute drive. So I'm driving with him to work and I'm talking about my family and somehow he, I think he asked me what my mom's name was. So my mom's name is Crystal and, and, uh, or our mom's name is I Crystal. thought it was Crystal. Crystal. And he's like, have you ever asked her like, Hey mom, what's two plus two? And then when she starts answering, you're like, ha, I caught you doing crystal math. That was his joke. Oh man, I thought it was the funniest shit. And maybe it's not that funny for you guys, but when my mother hears it, <laughs> she is gonna die, die laughing. It's, it's just a word. It, hey Cooper, no, it can be funny. Do you it make can barrels? Be funny. I I didn't deliver it very well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Depending on the delivery, it could have been really. He's good. he's very good at delivery. Like that's he he can kind of he's like an alter ego guy. He can like. Oh, he really? can he can sell that. He's really good at. Is that this shit. beep? No, no, no. This okay. is another guy. Okay, this guy is. He's not great. like a human guy, trash dump. This guy is great. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have gobs of Irish cream. Okay, I want to. I, I really want to get into specifics, and I don't want to spend too long like talking about it, just because I don't want to alienate anybody. So let's let's make a little mental diorama of don't say diarrhea. Fuck you. I was um, going to say, isn't it diorama? Yeah. Yes. That's bringing back. Is it di- elementary is it school memories. diaphragm? Let's make a little mental diaphragm for our listeners. So you walk mental upstairs. Mental dam. Fuck off. <laughs> so you walk upstairs into the studio, and it's Dawson sitting at his computer, and he has a guitar in his hand and a, a MIDI keyboard, and then a dental dam, and then <laughs> and then there's some dental dams. That's all. That, that's all that is. That's all, and I think that almost universally applies now. Yeah. Songwriting yeah. is not sitting and just, like, jamming shit out. It's, like, all being, it's all being done in a DAW, which is a digital audio workstation. So, like... Or a Dawson. Or... Which is... Or, or which, DAW Dawson. DAW DAW. The Dawson. Or if you're train smokers, you write half your songs on the plane. Yeah, it's just yeah. hitting your keyboard keys. So... It's, I don't think it's necessarily what people think it is. The same thing with like studio recordings. Like you're not, you're not all like in the same room recording a song for like a thousand takes till everybody nails it. Cause it wouldn't sound good. But it looks it good in movies when they do it. Yeah. But then you're like, but that's not how that works. Yeah. Cause that wouldn't sound that good. So it's Dawson sitting in a computer and it's not like what you see in the movies where there's like the mixing board the size of like a banquet table. Like that's not. Gosh, that would be anything. so miserable to do. Yeah, that's not anything. <laughs> it's all on your computer. So, Ugh, we were way, born in the right generation. So think, so think of like, I don't know how to put this in like super simple terms, not to be condescending, but think of just like an Excel sheet, but instead of words and numbers, it's like sound waves that you get to rearrange, and you get to change the way they sound. Like yeah. that's that's like yeah. the basics of it, right? Kind of. Yeah, that's that's a very basic way to say it. That's that's probably not. That's very graspy for for our audience. No, it's literally just moving things around, like yeah. moving wave files. 
that's really all we're doing. But what is a wave file? It's like an MP3, it's an but audio file. A lot of people don't know this. Shit he's he's just he's just trying to like to relate it to anyone oh. who doesn't have any idea. So what. they're like a bunch of boxes with little squiggly lines in them, and then we move them around. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> That's it's probably on the, how you would actually. Sometimes it's it. on the grid. It always should be on the grid, but sometimes. But, it but is. what's the grid? <laughs> So there's little lines. Usually it's dotted. <laughs> you can change if you want big dots or little dots but what, or lots of dots. But what are the lines for? Okay, everybody just look up, look so, up Reaper. Just look at Reaper. Well, I we, guess they don't use Yeah, so Parker's being an example of a click track. So like that would be how many counts that there are in a measure. Okay, we don't need to get into like music that that's so that's how let's, let's go let's really are. dive deep into so music theory right now more time ta, ta, ta. then you have four beats per measure which means one two three four that doesn't and make that's sense. a measure and that's a bar that's a that's a bar bar bars and then if you have more than one bar it's bars <laughs> okay so yeah it's it's just a person sitting in a computer in microsoft paint doodling <laughs> and it makes a song um just to give context, I think, because, like, if I say, like, you guys rearrange shit, it's not like everybody, it's not like you guys are all sitting with your instruments and Dawson says, okay, guys, now this time, let's play the second verse as the beginning. Like, that's not, that's just not how it works. It's literally no. like plagiarism. You just copy and paste shit around. Yeah. Except you're plagiarizing your own shit, so it's fine. It's fine. It's legal. Yeah. And you don't have a teacher to fail you. Lead um, is legal. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, with with... And this is a, a genuine me question. With what you guys have on the song right now, is all of that permanent, or are those like how? What percentage of that is like scratch tracks that's going to be redone? I think all of it. All of it's it. scratch tracks right now, yeah. And then we did vocals last time. And what's a scratch track? It's a demo version. So it's yeah, the final product. It's like the rough draft for what you're doing, and you're going to re-record yeah. it later. Right now, you're just getting the layout for the song. Boom, roasted. I didn't roast anything. You didn't roast anything. Sorry. It works. It works. Um. Dawson, your scratch tracks sounds like ass tracks. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I, I. Do you guys? Is there anything like nitty gritty that you guys want to talk about specifically, or nitty gritty? Yeah, like nitty. like any specific details of the the process. Mm. So the way the way it works, I guess, to give like a timeline is you have you have like two minutes of a song in your DAW and. You listen to it, and then you say, okay, let's put this here, and then Dawson records something there, or he puts a drum sample in there, whatever it is, and then you listen to it again. That's the whole process of writing a song. Yeah, you you just add a bunch of shit, and then you listen to it, and then you're like, this could do this instead, or we could add this, and then you add it, and then you listen to it, and then... And then you get rid of all of it, and you start again. So, like, if you get into the details that Kyle does of, like, this is a minor third, major third, sorry... Like most people don't don't go to that level, I don't think. Um, a lot of people do. Do they? Yeah, yeah it's y- pretty easy to a point to to like get a grasp on that stuff. Like if you're listening to music enough, you're able to figure out what intervals are being sung or played. So it's, yeah, because even if you don't know the terminology, you know. Yeah, but I don't even know what an interval is. Like I can write something and know it sounds good. So it's like it's like do re mi, right? So you got do, which is the root. Oh, okay. Do re, uh, that's dear. the second. Mi third, that's a major third. Fa, that's the fourth. A long, long way. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. It's just a way of numbering the notes in the the notes in the scale. Sun is me. I am a sun. Gun, I'll shoot you with my gun. Park that. Uh, 
So you're... You're, yeah, you're, you're hitting you the major third on the end of that. When you create a chord, you're using like multiple. Generally, a chord is like three or more notes, right? Yeah. That So those are like intervals of things, right, yeah. Kyle? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I understand music, but not really. From within a specific key and notes from within a specific key sound good together. And it's very obvious to everybody yeah. when it's out of key. Like you can listen to a singer and when they are sharp, you can tell. Like anybody. Well, there's a difference between well, between okay, hitting if sharp. If you're completely, there's completely yeah, there's out of key. There's a difference between yeah. I know. I know. Being in sharp sounds like I think in a way worse than if you actually sing a note that's out of key, but you sing that's the note true. correct. That's true. Because it's like that's wrong, but it's right. Because you're not yeah. singing, a, you're not singing like between a note. You're singing an actual note. But it's then when wrong you sing, and it's right. It's yeah. left and it's right. It's in and it's out. It's up and it's down. Oh yeah. Is it, is it, is, does she actually say right twice in a row? It's left and it's right. It's it's black and it's white. Oh. We, we fight. We man. fuck you. I'll fuck. I'll fuck you. Dude, man, she swears a lot in that song. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> um, I guess the, la- <laughs> the last the last question I have for you guys, and this is like a... a <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that sound? It was Parker swallowing. That was the throat. Gross. <laughs> Uh, the last question I have is is much more general. Um, you have all written individually your own shit to some degree. Like, well, yeah, to some degree, and you've all written together to some degree. Like Parker and Shida, you guys worked on Mulligan, and Kyle, you do whatever the fuck you do. You write parts of the Caribbean music. Um, <laughs> is that what I do? <laughs> what? And he writes. Uh, he well, he wrote that techno song. I've wrote. I've written a few. Wait, really? Yes. I don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. So I nothing in general. None of thing yet. <laughs> for each of you, is that is the writing process more like uh, creative? I'm just talking. Is the writing process more creatively fulfilling, like by yourself or as a group? Uh, I have a great answer for this. So when you're writing by yourself, you can create the song, and you you you're more often than not able to get the idea and the vibe that you're going for because it's like all you and you can like put that, you don't have to like compromise with anyone. Right. So, and that's to me why most of the time when you're writing by yourself, it's not very good because you're not compromising with people, but you get what you want. You just realize that what you want is bad. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of the trade off. So yeah, you get what you want, but it's not good. And then when you write with other people, you feel like you're not getting what you want. But more often than not, the the outcome is a lot better than what you could have done by yourself. Mm, I disagree with that. I it, think it, okay, okay. It so depends on I on think how you much you can write something by yourself and be like Cooper, Cooper's question is: Are you fulfilled, or what are you fulfilled by? I think you can be completely fulfilled by something that you've written, regardless if you know that it's not like th- to the height of its potential but you can be satisfied with what you've done with something. I think depending on like the mindset you're going into writing collaboratively with other people, if you're going in there to get your idea across, then you're not doing it properly because you're like, you might as well be just sitting in your like in your own space. Like it's two completely different forms of writing music and creativity. Like when we're writing together as a band, it's more, what can like it's for the song it's not something specifically for you 
But when I write music by myself, it's for me. Like it's not to satisfy oh, that anybody else's needs, but it's there to satisfy what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to like the tone I'm trying to get across or the emotion. But when it's all together, you're all like going at it completely differently. Like I go at it from what's going to be the catchiest thing. Like what, what like really amps me up. Cause I go, I talk in emotions like Kyle talks in terminology, technical stuff. And Parker talks pretty emotionally too, when he writes music. Huh? You do. What do you mean? Like you want, like you want to get like a vibe from a song. So like, I'm going to put this 808 in there. Not because like, I know what notes I'm going to put in there, but like, I want to feel the bass. Because you want to like establish a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do that to a certain extent too, Kyle, but you do it more analytically. Yes. So like if we're all going in with like our own perspectives of what or how to write music and we can come together and do it anally. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fulfilling, but in a different way. Is it fulfilling your anally? So yes. Fulfilling. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have any more questions. I feel like, no more questions. I feel like we were specific enough. I mean, to me, the general vibe was just like, it's just literally the messiest, craziest. Just it's, it's, You thought we were crazy. serious, though. That's interesting, because I don't think we take ourselves too seriously. You weren't taking yourself seriously, but by virtue of being hyper-focused, you were hyper-serious. Like, you were so mm. in, in the mindset of what you were doing that you weren't yeah, I always capable. Yeah, I always like, get lost. Like, I'm always thinking of, especially, like, as soon as, like, vocals come around, I get lost because I'm thinking, what else could be there instead of what we're doing? It's like, what? Like, I'm never satisfied fully. And then when something's tracked, I'm like, I think I can get into this. Yeah, I'm really excited about the vocals that we have right now. Oh, me too. It gives such a Don Broco vibe to me. Have you heard heard the newest mix or... Uh, no, the man, noose beat down. Those hi hats, though. Fuck those hi hats. And freaking Andy's harmony is like out of time. Ugh. At the end, every time, I'm just like, oh, Dawson, why didn't you push that? Yeah, or you pushed it too stop. far. I don't know. If go I ahead, to go it, ahead and release it. it, it's done. B have gone on for a while, and that was very productive. That was. Do yeah, you guys have really funny too? I think CJ said hot dog, and Parker said come. Um, no, he just giggled. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we leave for the evening? How evening. Bros hot dogs are though really fucking. Oh, you guys don't like hot dogs? No. no. I okay. So it's like I, I was hanging out with uh, Millie, our little sister, last night, and I was like, "Where do you want to go to eat?" And she's like, D- "Does anywhere have like? Do they have hot dogs somewhere? Do- is there like a hot dog store?" It's like fucking no. We're not going to. That doesn't exist. I hope. I mean, we've been to. We went to a place in Ohio that served hot dogs, and I want to throw up. Dirty Frank. It was disgusting. Oh, that is the worst name. There was some nasty shit on a fucking wiener with skin on it, and it was <laughs> atrocious. But the fact that I was like, where do you want to go? Just pick somewhere. And she wanted a fucking goddamn ass motherfucking piece of shit <laughs> hot dog. Do you like- Millie loves hot dogs. Do you like sausage, though? No. Okay. It's not about the meat. It's about the skin. But a coarse grind, a coarse grind sausage Ew. with with actual no. casing is so good. Oh no, because it, it 
It just breaks on like your the, teeth. You don't like the snap? We had some no, dope ass, so gross. Like elk sausage and stuff. Yeah, boy. That Jeremy made a couple days. I was like, damn, boy. That's no. what's up. That's no, the real deal. Just damn, boy. But but hot dogs use the, so they use an emulsion, which is different. It's like grinding up meat and putting it into like mushes and mashes. Yeah, so you basically turn it into like a paste rather than like ground anything yeah like a chicken nug yeah and then you use an emulsifier whatever you use and you put in water and it becomes yeah. a sponge of meat <laughs> and then you put that in a cellulose casing which is literally plant cells formed as a casing that's why hot dogs are so gross the cheap ones yeah but if you get johnsonville good good smoked Frank's. sausage yeah no or the olympia provisions out of portland they do a wonderful frank it's legitimate it's fucking delicious you guys just but if you're eating instead that, of putting a dick in your mouth, you're willing to put a fucking hot dog in your if mouth. If you're eating bar s, then you're eating bar shit. Like that is the fucking bar shit. garbage tier. <laughs> that's shit what it sausage. stands for, right? John Morell is more garbage tier. John that's Morel. true. Oh, you oh, yeah. those with leak with yeah. their leaky ass bags. Fuck you, John Morell, yeah. you bitch. Then Who you're are you? you're actually allowed to sell leaky meat bags. Yeah, it's fine. That's yeah, so disgusting. I remember putting on like two layers of gloves when I would stock those because they come in a case of like 48 yeah, packages just, or whatever. Yeah. And the ones on the bottom are just like, <sighs> the worst is when you would get hot dog sauce on your fucking pants. Yeah. And then you would literally like smell like hot day. dog water. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. Like I promise I clean my dick today. It's just the hot dog. Wait, juice. do you get it though? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Or those I'll ones like, all sometimes they would eat the... Like the cheddar ones or something that would like pop when you would yeah like when you zit those are not into like that. somebody in the break room would just like bite into a hot dog and you just see like the the grease pocket you know like when you like cut open a orange yeah. or something and it just sprays yeah oh, my yeah. is it, are you talking about the bedar with cheddar yeah oh, man yeah fuck that shit I don't like infused not yeah don't great. infuse my meat <laughs> uh I guess that's it don't infuse that's all folks I'm a pig. <laughs> thanks for listening to our terrible podcasts it's called Fellers and fakes and you just listen to it so thank you for listening to it uh if you want more of our absolute trash garbage shit pile trash fire dumpster cargo ship full of garbage shit fuck tit burning then you can find the rest of our shit at con no <laughs> you can find the rest of our shit at failuresandfakes.com you can find us on instagram send us a dm there ask us some questions check out our sweet dope vids of me singing billy jimmy dean is not my lover at uh failures and fakes pod on instagram you can find our twitter Failures and fakes on Twitter. If you go to Twitter.com, it's failures and fakes. That's N as in Nicole, Nicaragua, uh, Neosporin. Not uh, sure. Not sure. Uh, nepotism and nipple sauce. That's where we are on Twitter. Uh, Did you know that nipples spray out like a spray? like a spout stop talking instead of like a single hole stop when talking. you breastfeed it's like a shower head fuck you um oh really i'm gonna get to learn these things <laughs> there's so, like hundreds of pores within your nipple what the fuck and interesting it comes out of there instead of coming out a singular hole. you can send us questions through instagram <laughs> or on our website Fucking we have fascinating a, we have a form on our website and there's glands inside of your tits we also that's have disgusting a, we also have an email that's again well, not yours send us an email there potentially men can leak until next time, I've been your dad and your multi-generational grandparent, Cooper Nichols, and I've been joined by Kyle Schultz. I'm still the man who plays Run Escape. I've also been joined by TJ Nichols. No, you haven't. I...
I have not been joined by Parker Schultz. You want some of my shower head? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I only have one. <laughs> it just gets better the more I think about it. <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, song. I want to do Can You Feel My Fart? I can't drown my demons, I know how to swim. Oh, yeah. A little sweaty. That hurts.